What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trey. Welcome back to Renewed Studio. It's been a while since I made some content, and I want to apologize for that. Um, I started this this channel two weeks before uh, my spring semester in theology school started, and that was probably the biggest mistake. So I just ran out of time. Um, I just didn't have enough time to make content between the constant reading and writing and discussion posts and things of that nature. So I want to apologize for the long layoff. Um, but the good news is that I'm not taking classes this summer, so I have time to actually uh, make some content. So uh, for the next you know, few months, uh, we should be able to put out some pretty consistent content uh, at least once a week. And so what we really want to do is we want to start a series called Christian Foundations. Um, and what I really want to do is just explore those things that are um, at the foundation of the Christian faith. Um, and so with that, this podcast or this video is really going to be dealing with the subject of salvation. What is salvation? What are we being saved from? Uh, why do we need to be saved? And how do we become saved? Because um, so that's, that's an extremely important uh, thing that we need to we need to make sure we understand. Many times people kind of go through the motions. Um, they may say a few words that they were directed to say, and then they say, hey, I'm saved. Or some people have grown up in church and think by virtue of church attendance that that equals salvation, um, and it doesn't. And so we want to make sure that we go over uh, those things. Uh, so I'm looking forward to engaging in this conversation. Um, as always, if you have not yet done so, please subscribe to the content or subscribe to the channel so that way you can be informed when we go live or when we post up any kind of new content and share um, this content across your social media platforms with your family and your friends as well. Um, before we get started, I want to just uh, do a quick introduction to a book. I'm going to do this every now and again um, if I come across books that I think are very helpful. Um, so because of the topic that we're talking about tonight, um, I think this book is very helpful. It's called Practicing Christian Doctrine. Um, this is a book by Beth Felker Jones. Um, it's a great book that really goes through um, just those foundational elements of the Christian faith, um, really, and also historical element, elements of the Christian faith. It talks about the Nicene Creed, talks about what salvation is, talks about the nature of Jesus Christ, and and um, how the how the scriptures describe the nature of God. Excuse me, and um, I think it's a really good book for those who are new to the faith and have may have questions, um, and even those who are not new to the faith but uh, want to kind of tune up on your knowledge. So again, I think that's a great book that uh, can be a good resource in anybody's library. I have it here in my library also. In fact, I, I used it for one of my first um, uh, theology school classes. So it's very good. All right. So with that being said, uh, we're going to get into the topic. All right. So let's get into it. So what is salvation, right? That's the big question. What is salvation? Um, why do we need to be saved? Um, what are we being saved from? And how do we become saved? 
Um, and this is an extremely important question in the life of every believer and also in the life of those who may be um, considering it, right? Um, and what we hope that is that everybody considers it and that everybody does it, uh, which is part of the reason why um, you know, we spread the gospel so that way everyone understands um, the, um, the, what God's love has done for the world, right? What did Jesus do on the cross, right? Was Jesus just um, a good man, a good teacher? Um, a prophet or was he more than that and why why was his sacrifice necessary um, so let's get into let's get into it so what is salvation so salvation is being saved from the power of sin and having our relationship with God repaired through Jesus Christ uh, bearing our sins on the cross so it's important that we understand that what salvation does um, is it offers it gives that forgiveness of sin right but it also repairs the relationship that was broken as a result of adam and eve's sin um, in genesis uh, for those that do not know in genesis adam and eve uh, were instructed by god that they can have anything uh, in the garden of Eden. they can eat of any tree and what have you but they could not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil um, they broke that 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 uh, instruction and as a result of that ushered in sin uh, throughout the entire world and so the entire world um, has, is suffering through corruption not just humanity but also all of creation is, is dealing with the ramifications of that um, and so because of that sin um, everyone who who has come after Adam and Eve um, the Bible says is born in sin and shaped into iniquity or shaped in iniquity which means that we are born as sinners um, and so we uh, need that salvation because that's that's the only way that we can uh, that we can receive forgiveness of our sins. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, so I want to make sure I stop here and keep going forward, right? Um, and so we look at John 3:16, which is a very well-known scripture. Um, I use the Christian Standard Bible, so it may sound a little bit different than what you're used to from the King James version. Uh, but it reads, "For God loved the world in this way, He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him." will not perish but will have eternal life excuse me so the scripture says that the reason why we have this gift of salvation or this opportunity to salvation isn't because of anything great that we've done but it's because of the love of the father right the love of the father was so great for humanity that he sent his only son to die on the cross that we that anyone who believed in him would not perish would not die but would have everlasting life it's very important that we understand also what that means when we talk about everlasting life and so while our lives on this earth will end after our lives on this earth end our lives will continue on into eternity from my christian faith uh, we believe uh, that your life in eternity is spent uh, in one of two places you are either spent um, in complete separation from god in hell or uh, you are complete uh, or you are um, uh, living an eternal life with with God um, and heaven as well as um, in the new earth that is spoken of um, in revelations and so uh, salvation is this opportunity that has been afforded to us because of the love and mercy of God on humanity when we were sinners and the lifestyles that we were living and even the things that we were born into um, really deserve 
complete separation from God because God is a holy God. Um, but his love um, provided a way for us to have that relationship with him repaired and those sins forgiven. And so it's very important that we understand that the only reason why this opportunity exists is because of God is because of God's love for us. And we want to make sure that we keep that in the forefront because God's love is so is so vast, right? And God's love is, is sometimes really just unexplainable. Um, but thank God for that love because without it, we wouldn't have the opportunity to salvation. Uh, so let's get into our next question then. So why do I need salvation? And this is a very important question because there may be some people who say, well, I haven't done anything wrong really. Like I'm, I'm not killing anybody. I'm not stealing from anybody. I'm not harming anybody. I'm not taking advantage of anybody. Um, I don't really use terrible words. I don't do, I don't have really bad habits. Like, why do I need to be saved if I don't have these issues? So Romans five and 12 says this, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin in this way death spread to all people because all have sinned right and so again it, it doesn't go it doesn't really have to do with all the things that you are not doing the bible lets us know that through one man and that one man that the bible is referring to is adam so through one man uh, uh death and sin spread to all people because again we are all born into it. Uh, so you may be a person who does really good things. You may be a person who has good character. Uh, you may be a person who really lives a good and decent lifestyle. But the reality of it is that all of us, no matter where we were born, no matter whom we were born to, uh, we were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And so we are all are born with the guilt of that sin. And so the reason why you need to be saved and the reason why I need salvation is because we're born sinners. And as born sinners, uh, we are born with that, uh, that, that, that relationship with God um, needing repair, right? <clears throat> and we're born not being, uh, not, not being able to live up to the standard uh, that God has called us to, or really not living um, in peace with God if we're being you no know, scripturally scriptural with it. Um, when we're born in sin, we're we're not born in peace with God. But once we get salvation, we now have that peace with God. Uh, so we kind of got into those into these these two things here. I got I got I got again a little bit ahead of myself. But we are born with a sin nature, so we are born with that natural inclination to sin. We're born with that natural inclination to want to do things that please our flesh, that please our desires, and not the things that please God's desires. We are born with that natural inclination to want to fulfill our purposes for ourselves and ignore the purposes that God has for us. Um, and so what we need is we need that sin nature to be put away. And we're going to talk about that next week, but we need that sin nature to be put away and for us to be able to uh, be reborn in a new nature, with a new nature to do the things that God has, has called us to do. Here, Romans 2 and 12 says, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. And so we are unable to do this. We're unable to discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God when we're in our sinful state, right? When we are walking in our sin nature, all we really care about are the things that please us. 
All we really care about is our will. All we really care about are the things that appear or that we perceive as good. But what the scripture is letting us know is that in order for us to, to, to discern those things of God, we have to be transformed. Our lives have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So God is renewing our minds once we give uh, our lives over to him, once we um, go through that process of salvation. Uh, God is renewing our minds, meaning that he is making our minds fresh and he is helping us to think in the way that he's intended us to think. And when our minds have been renewed, now our lives change, right? That's where the transformation comes. Our lives change. What we say and what we do, what we're drawn to is different. How we represent, no, what we represent is different. We're no longer just representing ourselves, but we're now representing God. We're not, we're not just chasing our own purposes here. Now we're chasing God's purposes as the priority. We're living our lives not based on, um, on a worldly, uh, um, worldly view but now we're we're living our, our life based on uh, on the perception that God has given us so we're seeing life through the eyes that God is influencing rather than seeing life through the eyes that the culture influences and so now the next question is what am I being saved from and so there's three things you're being saved from sin the power and influence of sin that doesn't mean that sin that doesn't mean you, you don't get tempted Right. Temptation is something that's going to be with us forever. Um, and it doesn't also mean that it doesn't mean that you're perfect. Right. Because we're still learning. Sometimes you get weak. Um, however, what you are being saved from is the power of sin where you don't have a choice because you don't because you don't have the ability to to get yourself out of sin. Right. We're being saved from the wrath of God. Again, when we we're born in sin, we're not born um, at peace with God. We are born and our sin nature puts us at odds with God's uh, purposes for our lives and, with, uh, and at odds with God's uh, standard for living. And then thirdly, we are saved from the eternal separation from God that can result in living a life of sin and dying in that life of sin. Um, and so and afterwards now having to live that life eternally separated from God um, in the sense that, uh, you know, the scripture teaches us that God is everywhere. Uh, but that eternal separation from God really means that that is separation from having that you no longer have the possibility of having a relationship with God. And it's because, again, according to the, the tradition that I the Christian tradition that I come from is that now you are spending your eternal life in hell. Um, and we don't want that. Right. We want to have that power over sin. Instead of sin having power over us, we want to have peace with God instead of having to deal with the wrath of God. And we want to be eternally connected to God instead of being eternally separated from God. Uh, here in Romans 5, 12 and 17, it reads, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, in this way, death spread to all people because all sin. Right. So, again, that one man is Adam. In fact, sin was in the world before the law, but sin is not charged to a person's account when there is no law. 14. Nevertheless, and here's where we're talking about um, the effects of sin and now the effects of Jesus's death. 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even those who did not sin in the likeness of Adam's transgression. He is a type of the coming one. So here the Bible is letting us know even those of us who did not disobey God uh, with Adam we are still 
we are still guilty of those of those transgressions. We are still guilty of that sin, right? Death has reigned from that time. But the gift is not like the trespass. So now we're getting into Jesus's death and burial and resurrection. For if by one man's trespass, the many died, meaning through Adam's sin, many have died. How much more have the grace of God and the gift which comes through the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflowed to the many. So, again, saying if by Adam's sin, uh, many people have inherited sin um, and have died in that. Uh, here, the Bible saying that how much more people um, are going to be affected by Jesus's death, burial and resurrection. Right. How? through uh, it says through the grace of one man jesus christ overflowed to the many um and so in the same way that adam's sin infected everyone god jesus's death burial and resurrection on the cross opens up the opportunity to everyone right um and so we believe and we're thankful uh, that jesus gave his life on the cross for us so that we can be saved from the sin that we're guilty of by birth uh continue on and the gift is not like the one man's sin because from one man's sin came the judgment resulting in condemnation. So this is the wrath of God that I was talking about before. But from many trespasses came the gift resulting in justification. So this is awesome. So well, while Adam's sin brought forth condemnation to all, Jesus's death, burial and resurrection brings with it justification. And so we are justified when we give our lives to Christ. We are justified in the eyes of God, not because of our good, but because of Jesus's sacrifice. <clears throat> so 17, if by the one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, how much more were those who receive the overflow of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. So if by Adam's sin, death reigned in us, how much more uh, will those who receive the overflow of grace? So you have to, it's something that you have that has to be received. Overflow and grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life. So death reigned in our lives when we were not saved, when we were not, when we had not given our life to Christ. Once we once you give your life to Christ, grace and righteousness reign in your life because of Jesus Christ. And so the last part is how can I be saved? So we go back to John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And so and Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So this is very important. There needs to be a confession of your mouth or from your mouth that Jesus is, in fact, Lord. And you have to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, right? So that's why I said earlier in the video that it goes beyond uh, just saying some good words off of a paper or just repeating some words. You have to not only, you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you have to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. So it's a heart thing. <clears throat> like you can, you know, I I have seen, I've seen many people, you know, repeat prayers of salvation or or whatever they call them, you know, and 
you know, for some people, they're repeating those words and they believe those words and they are saved. And then there are other people who repeat those words and they're only really repeating them because they're told to do so. They don't really believe it. And so it's important that we understand that just saying the words don't get you the access. Just saying the words doesn't get you from sinner to saved, right? You have to believe in your heart, and that's what makes the difference here. First uh, Timothy two five through six. I like to I like to use the the Christian Standard Bible. So if my versions seem a little different than what you're used to, especially if you're used to reading the King James version, um, then that's why it seems a little bit different. Uh, so it says, "For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind." the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, a testimony at the proper time. So we need to really understand that we can't get to God on our own, right? And we can't mediate for ourselves on our own. We have Jesus Christ, who is our mediator. Um, and so when we are saved, uh, we are really benefiting from the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for our sins. So how do we get saved? It's these three. It's these three things. Number one, believing on Jesus's work on the cross, meaning believing that Jesus died on the cross for our sins uh, and was buried and, and resurrected on the third day Two, confessing with our mouths that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is not just a man. Jesus is not just a prophet, but Jesus is, in fact, Lord of our lives. And then three understanding that it is by no other way are we saved except through Christ alone. And so while we live in a world where there are so many different beliefs and there's so much, uh, so many different ideologies and you know, people have, have really tried to uh, combine, uh, combine beliefs to make them more palatable and all these other kinds of things, understand that Jesus said that he was the way, the truth, and the light. And that no one comes into the Father except through Jesus Christ. And so we need to understand that it is through Christ alone that we are saved. And so with that, <laughs> that's the book again. And with that, um, hopefully that's, that is a good foundation for any new believer or any uh, person who's been a believer for a, a while but may need to, may, you know, just want, need a reminder. Or if you are someone who isn't saved but you want to be saved and you're trying to figure out what does this mean and how do I do this? Hopefully this is a beneficial, hopefully this is beneficial to you. Um, so before we close out, I just want to close out in prayer and I want to pray for all three groups, for the person who is a new believer, for the person who's been a believer and for the person who is not a believer, but is, is, is feels themselves being drawn towards it. Um, I want to pray that you give your life to Christ uh, because it's a, it is, the most important decision that you will make in your life. So, Father God, we come before you in Jesus' name. We give you praise, glory, and honor for you are awesome. You are amazing. Your love is amazing. You're, you have loved us so much that your word said you sent your only son to down the cross for our sins, that whoever believes in him would not die, would not perish, but would have everlasting life. And so, Lord, I pray that anyone who's watching this video, who's listening to this video, who does not know you as Lord, who has not declared verbally that Jesus is Lord, who has not believed in their hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead. I pray, Lord God, that as they, as they, as they watch this, that they will be led to do so, that they will be led to declare Jesus as Lord over their lives. I pray for any new believer hallelujah, who is just looking to strengthen their understanding 
of what being a Christian means and strengthen their understanding of their salvation process. I hope that this is helpful and that it inspires them to get into the word of God and just really you know, learn more about this. And then for that, that person who has been a believer, um, I pray, Lord God, that again, that this serves not so much as a, as a, as a, a evangelism tool for them, but more just as a reminder that we are not saved because we are good. We are not saved uh, because we are just so amazing but we are saved because of the opportunity that was given to us through god's love and through jesus's sacrifice the sacrifice of jesus on the cross bearing our sins on the cross uh is just again so awesome and so mind-blowing and that's the reason why we have this opportunity i thank you and i praise you for the testimonies of those who are watching and those who will hear this later on a, at a later date and I just pray that you continue to have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, with that, I hope, again, I hope this was helpful to somebody. Um, and please put down, put your comments in the comment section. Comments, questions, uh, topic ideas, challenges, whatever they are, uh, testimonies, prayer requests, whatever they are, please utilize that comment section uh, to communicate because I really want to communicate with you um, as we're building out this channel. And again, just putting out content, hopefully that's beneficial uh, to the body of Christ. So with that being said, everyone have a wonderful night and I will see you next week.